Shalom to all. Today's office is Yumadaf Chav Gimel, and we are starting Chav Bez Amr Bez, the bottom line, the seventh word on the line. Today's office is sponsored by Ilya Neshamas Hakadoshes of the Neftarmin Meiron. Their Neshamas should be a Melitzyesha for all of Kla Yisrael, and we should be Zaycha to the Geula Shleim of Amitas Bemher of Yomenu. Now, we concluded yesterday's daf relating that Shaul Hamelech was punished for not defending his own honor, and we continue in that vein. That doesn't take revenge and bear grudge like a snake. He's not a Talmud Chacham. The Gemara has Vaksiv, it says in the Pasuk, Loisikim, Loisitor. Don't take revenge and don't bear a grudge. The Gemara answers, Who a mom and who dechsev? That's talking about financial issues. You're not allowed to bear a grudge or take revenge. Detanyu Evabraisa, Ezui Nakima, Ezui Nitira. What's the difference between Nakima and Nitira? Nakima, taking revenge, Amr Loi, let's say Reuven asked Shimon, Hashilena Magalcha, lend me your sickle. Amr Loi, Shimon tells him, Love, no. Lamacha the next day, Amr Loi, who? Shimon asked Reuven, Hashilena Kardumcha, lend me your axe. Amr Loi, Reuven tells him, Any Mashilcha, Kadar Shalei Shaltani, I'm not going to lend it to you because you didn't lend me your object. Zui Nakima, that's revenge. Bezui Natira was bearing a grudge. Amr Lehi asked him, Hashlina Kardumcha, lend me your axe. Amr Lehi told him, Lie, no. Lamacha the next day, Amr Lehi, so Shimon asks him, Hashlina Chalucha, lend me your garment. Amr Lehi tells him, Hey, Lech, you could take it, no problem. I'm not like you, Shalei Shaltani, that you didn't lend me your thing. Zui Natira, that's bearing a grudge. But that's only in financial matters. However, when it comes to Tsar Duguf, personal suffering, physical or psychological, then a person is allowed to take revenge and bear a grudge. The Gemara asks, But Tsar Duguf, there's no problem, Nakima Natira, when it comes to Tsar of Guf. Someone that gets insulted but doesn't do so in exchange. They hear their disgrace and they do not respond. They serve Hashem with love and they're happy with the trials that they have. About them, the Pasuk says, And those that love him, talking about those that love Hashem, should be like the sun going forth in its might. So we see that it's a good thing not to respond and not to bear a grudge. The Gemara answers, You're right. is supposed to have it in his heart, meaning he's not supposed to respond and he's not supposed to bear a grudge. What that means is that he's supposed to remember that this person insulted him or was pagan is covered, and then when someone else stands up for the Tamil Chacham's honor, then the Tamil Chacham should not say anything and allow that person to stand up for his honor. The Gemara Asvam Rava called Mavir al Midas of someone who's Mavir on his Midas. He forgoes his Midas, meaning he forgives, he gives in, he forgives. Mavir la Kapshav, so then Hashem will forgo all of his sins. So the Gemara answers, You're right, that's talking about something different. That's if the one who insulted him came to Mephias him to appease him, to ask for forgiveness, so then he should forgive him. However, over here we're talking about a scenario where a person insulted a Tamil Chacham, he was Pagan is covered, and he did not come to ask for forgiveness. Then the Tamil Chacham should remember this, and if someone stands up for his honor, he should let it happen. Now we continue with the Mishnah. We said that when they had this pious this lottery, every kind would put out either one or two fingers. Ask the Gemara. Now that we said that he could put out two fingers, you have to tell me he's allowed to put out one. Nichlal and two is one. So Amar the answer is like Kasha, there's no problem. One is talking about a healthy kind, he's able to put out one finger, so he's only allowed to put out one finger, but a sickly kind, one who doesn't have the strength in the muscles of his finger to hold out only one, so then he's allowed to hold out two fingers. Vatan, you have a bride, so just like this. You put out one finger or not two. But when was that state of a bar? That's with a healthy kind of. If it's a sickly kind, he's allowed to put out even two fingers. In the Kaihanim, they're sitting or laying off to the side because they're really not feeling well, they're not doing well, so they're not part of the whole huddle. So they put out two fingers. We only count their two fingers as one finger. Each Kayan only gets one finger counted, even though he might have two fingers out. Ask the Gemara, we only count one finger. He's not allowed to put out his middle finger, and not his thumb. Why is he not allowed to put out his thumb? Because of tricksters. Now, if the Kayan realized that the count would end with the one right next to him, he could quickly put out his thumb. And since it's extended, away from his forefinger, it would look like the other kind's finger, the count would end on his thumb, and this trickster would win the lottery, so therefore, he's not allowed to put out his thumb. And if he put out his middle finger, we're going to count it for him, but if he put out his thumb, not only do we not count it for him, he actually gets ousted from the lottery, he 
gets penalized, he's not even part of this lottery. And and not only that, he gets struck by the one who's in charge of the Pekia. We're going to discuss what that is in a minute. But we see from here that if he put out his middle finger, it does get counted for him. Seemingly, he does get two fingers counted, not counted as one. So the more answer is no. It means that we count it as one finger. We're not going to kick him out of the lottery, but it still gets counted as one finger. Now the Gemara just asks, my Pakia, what exactly is this Pakia? Amarav, he says, Madra. Now my Madra, what's a Madra? Amarav Papi says, Matraka de Tayoe de Pasig Reshi. This is a merchant's whip, which his end is split. Instead of having a broad end, it's actually split into many little strands and it's more painful. So he gets whipped with this whip if he tries to be a trickster. And once we mentioned what the Pakia is, Amarabai, he says, Mary Shavamina, originally I used to think, Hadidna, that which it says in the Mishnah in Shkalim, Ben Bevoi Mimunal Pakia, Ben Bevoi, he's in charge of the Pakia, Amina, I said, Psilta. This is talking about wicks for the Menaira, Kitna, like it says in the Mishnah. The worn-out pants of the Kahanim in their belts, they would tear strips from them, and they would light the Menaira with them. Now that I heard this Brisa that said, not only that, he was struck by the one who was in charge of the Pekia, Amina. So now I say, my Pekia, what's Pekia? Nagda, it's referring to a whip. And now we had said in the Mishnah, there was two Kahanim running up the ramp, they were in this race, and they were both tied, and one of them shoved his friend off, and he broke his leg. And because of that, they decided to do this pie, no more races up the ramp. Tan Rabban, we have a brisa. My Sabbath Shnei Kahanim was a story of two Kahanim Shayu Shneim Shavim. They were both equal. Verotz and Barlam Bekavish. They were running up the ramp in this race. One of them got to the first four Amas before his friend. Natal Sakin, the one that lost, took a knife at Takale Belibai and he stabbed it into the heart of the winning Kain. Amin Reb Tzadik Almas Ulam. Reb Tzadik stood up on the Milas Ulam. It's not talking about the Ulam in the Mizbech. This is referring to buildings that were on Harabayas. There were different Ulamais, large halls. But Amar and he said, Achenu Beis Yisrael Shemu. Listen, brothers, Beis Yisrael. Harayu Oimer. It says in the Pasuk in regards to Egla Rufa, when a chal, a corpse is found on the ground, and there's a canem and the shaftim go out, remember they have to measure the distance in between the two cities that this corpse was found, and the one that was found closest to, we say that there's a canem and the shaftim of that city, they're responsible for that person being killed. So he says, Who has to bring the Egla Rufa in this case? The residents of the city of Yerushalayim, or the residents of the Azars, referring to the Kaihanim, and everyone started crying. And a continuation of the story, the father of this child, not referring to a child, he's talking about this young lad, this Kayan who was killed. He came, Umatuk Shuma Farper, and he found that his son was actually fluttering about. He actually wasn't dead yet. Omar, the father said, Hariyo Kaparaschem, he's your atonement. Vadain Benima Farper, and my son is still fluttering about. He's not dead yet. Veloinit Masakin, and the knife that's in his heart, it hasn't become Tame yet. You should take it out before he dies so it doesn't become Tame. And Lamedchaz teaches you, Shakasha Lame Tahiras Kalim, Yosem Shvichas Damim. They actually cared more about Tahiras Kalim than actual bloodshed. He didn't even care that his son was about to die. All he cared was whether or not the knife became Tameh. And Mechein Weimert says in the Pasuk, V'gam dam noki shafach menasha harbi ma'id, Menashe spilled much innocent blood until it filled Yushalayim from here to there. Now we're going to go through this story bit by bit. First of all, which story came first? Was it the one that the Kayan got shoved off the Mizbech and he broke his leg? Or this story of the stabbing? Even if you want to say the Shvichas Damim, that it was the Shvichas Damim, it was this story first. The Chachamim didn't establish that we should do the lottery after this story. They're going to make a Takana after a Kayan broke his leg? How does that make any sense? It must be that the story that he broke his leg, that came First, as the Gemara came to the Kinu Piyasa, once they established the pious after this story of him breaking his leg, why is it that this story says that they were running up the Mizbech and one reached to within the first four Amis at the top of the Mizbech before his friend? They shouldn't have been doing a race. I thought that the races were stopped after the Kayan broke his leg. So, it must be the Shvichas Dam Kadim that the case of the killing happened first. Umekar Sovereign originally the Chamim thought, this is a random happening, this is not something that could be expected, and therefore we're going to continue with our normal derech of running up the ramp. 
since they saw that even in the regular course of things, a person is going to come to danger when people are running in a race. It's normal that one person is going to shove another one. So therefore, the King Rabbanu Piyasa, that's why they established the pious lottery after the kind broke his leg. And continuing to analyze this, Amr Tzadik Amalus Ulam, Amrani said, Achenu Beis Yisrael, Shemu Harei Hu Amr Tzadik the Pasuk Himatzu Chal Ba'Adama, Ananu Milahavi, Who has to bring the Egla Rufa here? Aloir Oyal Azaris. Ask the Gemara of Yushlaim Basasuya Egla Rufa. He does the city of Yushlaim ever have to bring Egla Rufa? Vatan, you have a Brisa. Asar Dvarim Nemer Yushlaim. There are ten things that are said about Yushlaim. Vizu Achas Mehen, and this is one of them. Chav Gimel on the top. Einim Mivia Egla Rufa. The city of Yushlaim never has to bring Egla Rufa. Why not? That's because the Pasuk of Egla Rufa says Kimatzu Chal Ba'Adama. Asher Hashem Lekech Hanaisin Lechal Lirishta. When a Chal, a corpse is found on the ground that Hashem gave you as an inheritance, and Yushlaim isn't for inheritance, as we learned previously. The Yushalayim loin is chakal shvatim, and furthermore, va'aid loin aydami yikok. If it says in the pasuk ve'egal rufa, we don't know who killed this person. Va'aydami yikok, we know who killed this person. It was his fellow kain. So elakdeil harvest bebechia. The only reason why Rabbi said this is just to inspire everyone to get them to cry, and he was obviously successful at that. And we continue discussing the story. Ba'avim shaltinayk umatzuk shuma farber. He saw that his son wasn't fully dead. Amar he said hariu kaparaschem v'dayim benikaim. He's still alive, so take out the knife before it becomes tamei meis. Lametcha. This teaches you said the brayso shakasha lame tarus kelim yirs. The Taros Kalim, the purity of their Kalim, was more important to them than Shvichas Damim. But now we ask, Yibayelahu, Shvichas Damim who dissolved, is it that bloodshed became really cheap and they didn't care about bloodshed? However, the way that they treated Taros Kalim always stayed standard. It's just that bloodshed was very cheap in their eyes. Or they always were very careful about bloodshed. It was the same level. But it was Taharus Kalim they also started treating with extreme stringency. Tashmam, in the Kanasavot Talmud, since the Gemara continues, Vagam Dam Naki Shavach Menashe, the Menashe spilled much innocent blood. Shmami, no, we learn from here, Shvichas Damim Hudazal, with Taharus Kalim Kedakaima Kaima. There really was bloodshed that became really cheap. They didn't really care about bloodshed. And it was Taharus Kalim that just stayed standard. And the father's lack of care to his son's impending death wasn't because Taharus Kalim was so humble to them. It was just because they didn't really care about bloodshed anymore. And now back to discussing Chumas Hadeshin, which again was the removal of some of the ash from the fire that had burned on the Mizbeach at night. Another job with the ash is Haitsa'as Hadeshin, removal of the ash that was gathered in the middle of the Mizbeach in a pile called the Tapuach. So we're going to be discussing Trumas Hadeshin and Haitsa'as Hadeshin. But before we do so, let's take a look at the Psukim. The first Pasuk tells us, He should put on his tunic and his pants. He should do Haramas Hadeshin, that is Trumas Hadeshin. And the next Pasuk tells us, He removes his clothing. And he puts on other clothing. And he takes out the Deshen out of the camp to a Tahar place. So the second Pasuk talks about removing his clothing and then doing Haitzah Sadashen. So again, Truma Sadashen and Haitzah Sadashen. And now the Gemara says, Tan Rabban, we have a Brisa. It says in the Pasuk, He takes off his clothing and puts on new clothing. And then he does This seems to be similar to Yom Kippur. Just like the Kain Gadol changed clothing numerous times on Yom Kippur from the Shemayim Begadim to the Arba Begadim and then back. So it seems to be over here. Since he's changing clothing, then what type of clothing changing is he doing? He takes off his big day kahuna over here and he puts on regular weekday clothing when he does Hitzah Sadashan. Talmud Lam, that's why the Pasuk says, We compare the clothing that he's wearing now, the new clothing, to the clothing that he just took off. Just like the clothing which he just removed is talking about his big day kahuna, so too the new clothing that he's putting on for Hitzah Sadashan, those are also big day kahuna. So, Im Kain the Gemara asks, Why is it the Pasuk says, implying that he's 
he's putting on different clothing, perhaps weekday clothing. That's what the Gemara answers. He's just putting on clothing that are of inferior quality to the original Big Day Kuna that he was wearing. Was it really Ezra? I mean, he says no. He dashes the Pasuk differently. He doesn't dash in the Pasuk of Velavash Begadim Acherim. He takes the word Acherim and he learns it as Acherim Vahaitzi. What does this teach us? Limit Al Kaihan and Bali Mumin, the Rakhain, who's a Bal Mum, Shakshem Lahit Sadeshin, he's allowed to do Haitza Sadeshin. Haitza Sadeshin is not considered Avaida, and a Kain who's a Bal Mum is not allowed to do Avaida. But since this is not Avaida, he's allowed to do Haitza Sadeshin. Now, Amar Mar, we just said Acherim Pchusimahen. The word Acherim means he's putting on other clothing that are of just inferior quality. Ketanid Bear Bishmal, this is just like a brass taught in the base of Rabbi Shmal. Ketanid Bear Bishmal, Begadim Shabishal Behen Kedera Larabai, clothing that he wore to cook a dish for his master, Loyim Zagabah Behen Kaisal Rabbi, he shouldn't pour a cup of wine for his master in those clothing. The clothing that you use in the kitchen, they smell like oil and all the different kitchen scents. You shouldn't use that to serve your master. So too over here, the kind he's doing a tzadashin, the clothing that he's going to wear are going to get all dirty, and it's not proper to serve in the base of Mekdash with that same clothing. Therefore, he changes to different clothing of inferior quality. And now further analyzing this machlekes between the Tanakama and Rabbi Lezer. Amir Shlokashi says, The same way the Tanakama and Rabbi Lezer have machlekes by tzadashin, whether or not it's considered avoida, Rabbi Lezer had said it's not considered avoida, and a kind who's a balmum is allowed to do a tzadashin, they have that same machlekes by trumas hadashin, and Rabbi Lezer would hold, says Rabbi Shlokesh, that a kain who's a balmum is also allowed to do trumas hadashin. Rabbi Echonomar, he says, no, machlekes by tzad, the whole machlekes is by tzad hadashin, aval baharama devrei kol avodahi, everyone agrees that trumas hadashin is regular avodah, and a kain who's a balmum is not allowed to do trumas hadashin. Now, my time to Rish Lakish, what's his svara? I'm going to tell you, Isaac died if we're going to say that trumas hadashin is avodah, yesh chavodah shakshir b'shnei kalim, do you have avodah that's kosher with two kalim, meaning with only two begadim? It says in the Pasuk in regards to trumas hadashin that all he wears is his tunic and his pants, and that's only two out of the four begadim. It must be that it's not considered real avoid in the base of Mekdash. Rabbi Yechonon, he says, Gali rachman of eksanus mechasayim, v'adin lemitz nefes v'avnet. The Pasuk is telling us that he should wear his eksanus and mechasayim, and for sure he also has to wear his mitznefes and avnet, his hat and his belt. So umayish nohani, so why is the Pasuk specifies that he should wear the tunic and mechasayim and doesn't say anything about the hat and the belt? So he answers no. It says midai vad, which is a funny way of saying the word tunic. What do we learn from here? Midai, his tunic, kim midasai, it has to fit him perfectly. It's not going to be too long, too short. It has to fit just right. And mechasayvad, why is it the Pasuk singles out wearing the pants? Like it says in the Brasso, how do we know that the first thing that the kind has to put on are the trousers, the pants? Shunemar says in the Pasuk, that he should put the mechasayvad on his flesh, meaning he should have just flesh, he shouldn't be wearing anything, and then put the pants on. Whereas Leishlakesh, he'll tell us, how do we know that the word midai is telling us it has to be fitted, can't be too long, too short? Since the Pasuk is trying to tell us he's wearing his tunic and he uses the word midai and it doesn't use the word kasainas, it must be that that's teaching us that it has to be fitted. And has Leishlakesh know that the first thing he has to put on are the nafka. he learns that from the word al-basari on his flesh. So we have this machlex between Rabbi Yechon and Leishlakesh whether or not Shumas Hadeshin is going to be considered Avaida, according to Rabbi Lezer, or not. And the Gemara suggests, name Ketanai, let's say this is Machlekes Tanaim, not just Machlekes Rabbi Yechon Reish Lakesh, it's Machlekes Tanaim actually. The Pasuk says Al Basari on his flesh. Matam Alemer Yilbash. So why did the Pasuk have to say Yilbash Al Basari? The Pasuk could have just said Umechase Bad Al Basari. Why add in this word Yilbash? So Lahavi Mitznefes Va'avnit Laharama Dev Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says this is coming to include that he also has to wear the Mitznefes and the Avnit, meaning he has to wear all four Begadim when he does Shumas Hadashin. Whereas Rabbi Daisa Imer, he says Larabas Big Day Kain Gadol Yamikapurim. This is telling us that the Begadim that the Kain Gadol wore Nim Kipper that they are used by a kind headed during the year. So before we continue with this brisa itself, we already see from here that it seems to be we have Machlekes Tanaim. Rabbi Yehuda holds that he has to wear all four begadim by Chumas Hadashin, whereas Rabbi Daisa doesn't have the same just Rabbi Yehuda does, implying that Rabbi Daisa would say that he does not have to wear all four begadim by Chumas Hadashin, meaning it's not considered Avaida. However, let's just continue with this brisa. Amar Rabbi, he says, I have two reasons why Rabbi Daisa said is not correct. First of all, 
official kain hadyut. The avnit, the belt worn by the kain gadol on Yom Kippur, is not the same belt that the kain hadyut wears during the year. So the kain hadyut cannot wear the begadim the kain gadol wore on Yom Kippur. But and furthermore, begadim she nishtamsh b'hen kedusha chamura, tishtamsh b'hen kedusha kala, begadim that were worn for a very elevated level of kedusha. These were begadim that were worn on Yom Kippur itself. We're going to use them for a lower level of kedusha, regular avoda during the year. That can't be. So why is it that says the word yilbash? Says Rabbi on the top. The Rabbi says shachim. This is including worn out begadim that a kain is allowed to wear worn out begadim, even though they're not the nicest. As long as they're not torn, he's allowed to wear them. And we continue with a little bit of a tangent. Once we had mentioned the begadim, the kain gadol yom kippur, we bring another bray. So the pasuk tells us v'nicham sham he should leave them there. Malamishetu This teaches us that the begadim, the kain gadol worn yom kippur, they need geniza. They have to be stored away. Rabbi Daisa Amr he says They're fitting for the kain hadid. The kain hadid wears them during the year. So why does the pasuk say v'nicham sham? Shleish tamish ben yom kippur amacher that the kain gadol himself is not to wear them on another yom kippur. He has to wear brand new clothing the next yom kippur. But now back to the original reason why we brought this brisa. It must be that what are they arguing about? Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Daisa. The Marsa of Ravida he Rabbi Yehuda holds that Shumas Hadeshin is Avoida. That's why he says you have to wear all four begadim. Or Marsa of Rav Avoida he where Rabbi Daisa holds it's not Avoida, and that's why he doesn't say anything about wearing all four begadim. The Gemara says Loi not Araya Dukuleyam Avoida he. Both of these Tanaim agree that Shumas Hadeshin is Avoida. What's all machlekes over here? Marsa of Tzricha Kroyler Rabuye. Rabbi Yehuda holds that we need a pasuk to include the necessity to wear the mitznefes and the avnit because the pasuk didn't say it. So it must be that we have to have a special drasha to teach us that. Whereas Abdaisa holds Lord Shichah Kroyler Bui. We don't need a pasuk to teach us that. Of course, he has to wear all four begadim. That's why we have a pasuk to teach us something else. So we see that it's only machlekes amayrayim whether or not shumas hadeshim zavoda and not necessarily a machlekes tanaim. We're going to stop here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.